0: Listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one thirty-three, where we will be discussing chapter twenty-three and Clockwork a- Princess, not Angel. Uh, then any devil, or no evil. That says evil, not devil. Then
1: any evil. <laughs> I'm Kristen.
0: <Same> <laughs>
1: I'm Robin, and I'm Amanda. Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> welcome to the shit show we've got fun and games yep (laughs) pretty much welcome to
2: yeah bad news bears so i um asked andy Mm -hmm. uh tonight what his three shows would be oh yeah that we talked about last week he literally couldn't answer me other than the office and he was like I would need to sit down and like really think this through I can't give you an answer and I'm like you know this isn't on record like he just couldn't do it but it's such a serious question yeah
1: that's like when I'm trying to at work like just give me a, a guess I'm like I, I I, just goes against literally every fiber of my being to guess I can't I can't guess oh uh. What would happen if I'm
2: wrong? Right. Exactly. Literally nothing. It would haunt me but... for the rest of my life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I can't. <sighs> awesome.
0: Oh my gosh. How have you guys, how's your week been?
2: Busy. <sighs> <sighs> Robin and I... Robin's been really busy. We've barely talked to her.
1: I know. I'm ready to unpeople for a little bit. Yeah. And I don't see when I'm going to be able to do that. So yeah. I feel you. Uh huh.
0: I'm very excited to be going camping this weekend.
1: Hmm. Yeah, you get to unpeople. Huh. Fun.
0: I need to. Unpeople. I need to there needs to be a a, a vastly overpowering ratio of trees to people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> are you tent or are you using your trailer? Tent. Hint. No, our trailer okay. is
0: completely gutted, and like, is it okay? Yeah, we have not. Well, lumber prices went up right when we gutted our entire trailer, yeah. and we we're like, ah, yeah, not spending forty five dollars for a sheet of plywood to do the subfloor.
2: That's insane. Yeah,
0: like, and yeah, and how many do we need, and all of that. Yeah, so uh-huh. we're it's on hold. It's just sitting in the barn,
2: <laughs> chilling. Yeah. I don't blame you. I was going to say, I haven't seen any like inspo photos for decoration, so I'm sure you aren't there yet.
0: Nope, not yet.
2: But I like tent camping,
0: I enjoy roughing it. It makes me very happy.
2: God, you guys and your no bathroom tent camping, I just, no. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I don't mind tents, but I need a bathroom, not an outhouse. That's gross.
0: What? Not an outhouse? No. <laughs>
1: I just don't want to be cold. So, like, I'm mm-hmm. finally ready to buy sleeping bags. That's our next purchase for next time. Gotcha. Wait, what? We're just using comforters and fuzzy blankets <gasps> and stuff, Wait! and it is too cold.
2: Oh my god! You are a big camper. I'm surprised you don't have that. That's crazy. <sighs> you know, just, we just—you've never... always had lack of storage too until you just uh-huh. bought your house crazy
0: yeah I love I love getting excited about like camping equipment like when you go to a garage mm-hmm. sale and you see something and you're like oh shit like <laughs> I also just yeah. love a good deal
2: yeah. I I got I'll to use that. my
0: food mill for the first time today <sighs> I'm so happy <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm so fucking happy because we picked blackberries out in the backyard and then we made blackberry jam. So got to use it. I'm like, it was
1: $6. Yeah. And it's. You're like, what is that? This is what dreams are made for of. For real. <laughs> for real. Like I get giddy every time. I
0: use... There is nothing that brings me more joy than a good deal at Goodwill on like kitchen shit. Because people get shit and they don't know, they either don't know how to use it or they're like, I got this for one project, I'm never fucking doing it again and I'm getting rid of it. So many good shit,
1: good shit. It's good stuff. Goodwill. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm glad I talked to you about the bread. Like, I want to get a bread maker. And you're like, go to Goodwill. And I'm like, I'd never even thought about that. And it
2: was great. Yep. My sister in law was just telling me she like bartered, not bartered, she haggled, I guess, for a bread machine. At a garage sale, and the lady kept pronouncing Cuisinart wrong, and she was like, this lady doesn't know what she has, so I was able to get you know, kind of a good deal. I mean, she still paid, like, 20, 25 bucks for it, yeah. but, you uh-huh. know, so the lady got some good money. <laughs> yep. so funny. Mine was,
1: like, 17 bucks, I think.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's awesome. It's, it's the good stuff. I'm excited because we only have one day left of stupid August. I just spit because I'm so done with this heat. (laughs) I'm ready to make bread and like eat pumpkin stuff. Okay. That basic. I am ready.
0: Dude. I wore a sweater the other day. Cause I was just like, it's cold enough in the morning. It was way too warm for me to be wearing a sweater. But I, I was like, This one's, like, it's kind of an open weave, so, like, it's okay. (laughs) There's a breeze. (laughs) It's also Angora, but there's a breeze. Oh,
2: God. Yeah, it was, like, 81, I think, this morning at 9 when I was unloading stuff from my car at our warehouse today. I'm just like, dude. This is, I mean, okay. We don't live in Arizona. Come, don't come at me, Arizonians, Texans. Right, right. Okay, we live in the Pacific I get Northwest. It. Yeah, <laughs> but it it's also hasn't hot. rained in like 50 days.
0: Yeah, so it's not our status quo. <laughs>
2: right. I mean, I missed the rain. <sighs> Yeah, but anyway, Robin had like birthday party and all kinds of fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm excited.
1: Everybody else was excited. It was fun, but I am. Those decorations have been up in my house since a week. They've been up for a week, and it might say "Happy Birthday" with Sonic stuff for another week. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, I feel like
2: Andy's mom from Toy Story. Can we leave it up till we move? sure <laughs> who gives a I love it? Yep.
1: but my kid's been sleeping in his own room which is great I have my bed I feel like a human
2: nice amazing That's good nice so happy yeah. for you right that's a big step well it's
0: been <laughs> yeah. what you've had a child kicking you in the neck for the past like what 12 years
1: yeah, yeah. 11 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: You deserve it. Awesome. You deserve yeah. to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Now you just need your husband to go out of town so you can have a bed <laughs> to yourself. <son>. Right. <laughs> I love it. I love it.
0: Oh my gosh. All right, guys. What do you we have we have a doozy for you. We sure do. So what do you guys say? We cut the chit chat and kick things off with Robin's
2: recap. Previously on downworld or dead
1: okay we're winding down and wrapping up the book like a midwesterner with a well it's getting late <laughs> tessa's laid up in a room having fevered dreams charlotte is by her bedside debriefing with brother enoch and trying her best to get a jessa reunion and replaying her version of events from chateau morty we seal up the potential plot holes about tessa turning into optimus ethereal and charlotte moves on into the drawing room Henry is alive and well and working on a new wheelchair that will allow him to work in the crypt. He's saved from Will reading to him by Charlotte, who I'm sure would like a moment of rest, but is shortly introduced to Quizzy Whiteclaw, who has a message from the council for her. Instead of being a total cheese making, Will leaves and makes his way to Tessa. And here's the secrets that she keeps. because she's talking in her sleep. <laughs> she's calling out to Jim. Gem- asking for forgiveness and trying to scrub her conscience, which is totally understandable, but absolutely heartbreaking for Will. He calls out to Charlotte, who comes running in, and he pleads with her to call back his pair of to come help bring Tessa out of her nightmare scape. The other Herondale is out by the stables and is finally found by fucking Gabriel, whose pickup line is basically, sup, horse girl? (laughs) She's able to get past the cringe, to have a productive conversation about her future in Cargo, and they finally seal their relationship status with a kiss. Mm -hmm. I think I spelled seal wrong. I don't know if I did or not. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Okay, good. You got it right. Good. (laughs) The other Lightwood runs into his fiancée in the hall. They talk about how they both feel pretty sad about what's happening to Will, and Charlotte's kind of been acting like a real bummer, (laughs) and Sophie's worried about her. Gideon gives her the plus she needs to her charisma and sends her to talk to her biffle Charlotte. Charlotte unceremoniously has her read the letter from the Inquisitor, which is about inviting her to be the new consul. Sophie listens to her objections, but is expertly able to tell Charlotte that she's a beautiful butterfly and that she's the woman for the job is like, dude, you're right. I'll do it. But with some conditions, which include her operating out of the institute and training Will to take over once he's ready. And since she's just the right amount of extra, we all have to wait for the end to figure out what the third one is. Basically, it opens at the close.
0: <laughs> oh, that was the end. <laughs> That's it. Fuck.
1: The end the silence was me listening
0: oh my god you guys it's been a long Make it one stop. it's been a long one so buckle up buttercup cuz today we're reliving the most emotionally devastating breakup of my life and i've been divorced so <laughs> <laughs> just put it out there <laughs> It's funnier because you guys know <laughs> uh-huh. so tess is still in dreamland when we rendezvous with her point of view uh briefly she wonders if it was all a dream but that at that at the bleep, but at the memory of will's bump and grind uh quote guilt and sorrow drove through her like a spear
2: <laughs> but like why i don't understand because like. There ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind.
0: She has not heard that
2: song yet. Okay, good. That's fair. Yeah. It's not like Hot Tub Time Machine where they went back and they brought all the songs with them.
1: It's like um, from Back to the Future. It's, like, a little too, like, whatever for you, but your kids are going to love it.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, we're not off to a warm and fuzzy start, okay? So, cutting through another bout of raging fire, this heavenly fire that's, like, just pulsing through her, I guess. uh, She tastes something cool and sour. A tazane, if you will. (laughs) And she comes to gasping. A common reaction for, for Brother... I'm guessing like
1: I'm just I mean I'm just obviously
2: (laughs) she probably had like that's like the mom wake up you know you're like when somebody wakes you from a dead sleep yeah
1: dude that happened to me thrice last night
2: (laughs) damn that's the worst yeah
0: I don't like it so it takes her a beat to gather the courage I think it's her, like, like I think she's like just like kind of processing to look at him um he'd had a make he's had a, a makeover uh but it's still gem like he's just in beige robes with a few new low lights and like strange runes on his cheeks you
1: know <laughs> still him I think like I just the hair changing thing I just completely like uh-huh. that part that piece of knowledge blipped out of my life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." I like it. I'm into it. And then it. I don't. Did you talk anymore about his hair? No, or anything. No, we can talk So she her. talks about how his eyelashes are changing color, mm-hmm. and I just never pictured him with silver eyelashes, even though I didn't like
2: either right, and probably eyebrows too. Mm-hmm.
1: Clearly, didn't, he would. I just either. never. That didn't happen. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. <laughs>
2: As yeah, she were as you were Okay.
0: So, <clears throat> naturally, Tess is confused. She just woke up from a coma to find her, thought he was dead, but joined a magic fraternity, and now he's semi-immortal fiancé at her bedside, telling her that the government gave him an hour to break up with her. Like, shit is weird. <laughs> this is not a normal situation. She's got to process. Yeah. <laughs> So Tessa takes a moment to worry about how disheveled she looks, but then she remembers that, like, oh, yeah, I thought he was dead, and her appearance doesn't really seem to, like, matter in comparison. At that point, she's like, okay, wait, no. Like, dead, alive, it supersedes bad hair day, and maybe morning break.
2: Perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think he understands. He just literally woke you from a coma. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And did you
1: notice how he didn't have to, like, Force himself on her like Sleeping Beauty or Snow White, right, <laughs> or something right. else.
0: He just he Jim's just used, the real he just used like
1: a, a tincture, like <laughs> uh huh. He's the real MVP.
0: Yeah, and Jim's like about that. <laughs> like I know you thought I was dead, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Tessa's taking it all in. Uh Jem sounds kind of off. Like he's he's kind of distant. And we don't really know how much of that is due to the Silent Brother changes and how much is just the devastating situation that they're in. Like he's mm-hmm. he's a little standoffish right now. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Quote, he rose to his feet and stood in front of her, his pale pale hands interlaced in front of him and she could not forget that this was how he had proposed to her, standing as she sat upon the bed, looking up at him incredulous as she was now. Like, fuck me, can we not? (laughs) We don't need, I understand, from a narrative point of view, this is powerful, but I cannot emotionally handle that kind of like, core memory popping up? No thanks. <laughs> right. Not into it. This is this is what, like, trauma is made of, and I am not about it, right?
3: <laughs> Fuck. <sighs>
0: so, Tessa's still confused. Uh, last they spoke about it, Jem told her that it would be impossible for him to become a silent brother, uh, because the yin-fen in his system would, like, basically prevent it. And Jem turns away before he like explains, which of course makes Ten- Tessa wonder like what the fuck that means because she's a girl mm-hmm. and uh huh. T- it's like God, we- it's a it's a fair yeah thought yeah mm-hmm. like was that about me? You know we can't help it. Fucking society poisoned our brains to make us think that everything is our fault. Do I need to apologize? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Your mic cut out. So all we could see was the feminist rage on your face, but we couldn't (laughs) hear the words.
2: We just knew we'd agree with you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that face says we agree.
2: Good, good. I like it.
0: (laughs) So he goes on to explain that uh, when he ran out of yinfen, his body started to, like, Break down from the inside out. Um, and he knew it was the end. So he decided to throw a Hail Mary and beg the Silent Brothers to at least try. Like, the worst thing is, it's just more painful when he dies. But, like, he's dying anyway. So he might as well, right? Which, like, I also have to, like, keep reminding myself, Jem is 17. Uh huh. Like, <sighs> he's a fucking perfect angel. And I love him. okay so he's still avoiding eye contact because he's gem even though he's avoiding eye contact he speaks his feelings because as hard as it is he has to be truthful and he admits to tessa Uh that he didn't want to come to the institute to see her he's like i did not want to do this um because he didn't want her to look at him the way that she's looking at him now
2: What the fuck, Well, saying goodbye is hard, so. uh, Right, right. It's better to avoid, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. Anxiety.
0: (laughs) And Tess is like, dude, cut me some slack. I I was. Ah.
3: (laughs) Cut me some. (laughs) But it's true. A little double entendre.
0: She's like, cut me some slack. I was fucked when I thought you were dead, which also is true. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and obviously I'm stoked you're alive, but I have to be honest, like you've changed, bro. <laughs> brother, actually. Brother. Bro, Sai.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's like, Yeah, I know, I'm a freak. I'm not even human anymore. Tessa's like, not having it. This is Jem after all. He's more human than human. More human than human. Okay, sorry. I got you. (sighs) So, but, uh, (laughs) she says, she, oh, why does she say this? Why does she say this? She says, quote, I cannot quite see my gem in you now.
1: Cue the tears. What the fuck, Tessa?
2: his feelings.
1: Why are they just being so, like, awful to each other? yes. (gasps) I just, I can't. What, you don't okay. have to say that. I, I said so awful to each other, and that made it sound like it was... I, I was pulling a Robin and yeah. being overdramatic, yeah. but, like...
0: I knew what you meant.
1: Don't say that.
0: Uh-huh. Jem is being awful to himself, and Tess is also being awful to Jem.
2: Yeah, she's agreeing with him. Yeah. Stop it. Tell him he's a beautiful butterfly. Right. Like, come
1: on. Pull a Sophie.
2: <sighs> yes. God. I
0: just... Uh... You can see him. He's there. hmm I have a little – I get what she means. Like, he's, like – he's distant. Mm-hmm. He's not, like, the passionate yeah. gem. Like, I understand, but, like – and I also get that, like, you're a teenager, and, of course, you're going to say shit like this, but it hurts my heart.
2: <coughs> I, um – in my section I don't think I go over it because it's annoying to me but she does this a lot where she goes back and forth where she's like oh it's not really him like this doesn't seem like him sort of thing like look at how he's moving like a silent brother and I'm just like why do you keep I don't know it it just made me sad
1: I think I I think I wrote some about it also okay almost like she's like
2: justifying
0: like making herself feel better I don't know uh huh. Yep. Not that we'll it's not something this. that I would do if I were in her situation. Of course I would. Like, you know, constantly <laughs> compare and be like, what's different? You know, and you're like analyzing. It's like scanning. Yeah. for. Your
2: <laughs> That's true. I guess we're in her head. Yeah. Except for that. She said it out loud. You're not my jam. Right. Don't say that shit out loud, bro. Those are inside thoughts. It's uh-huh. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> Tell Sophie after.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's what
0: girlfriends are for. <laughs>
2: Yeah, she's still learning. She's still she learning is, about right. having girlfriends.
0: <laughs> so Jem's hurt, but he pushes on, uh, like still half apologizing as he explains that he had no choice. He didn't want to abandon either her or Will, and it was the only alternative to a funeral pyre he had. Like, that's all that the it was a last stitch attempt. It was all we had. Like, I just had to make the mm-hmm. choice. And this is basically ripping Jem's still beating heart out of his chest. But he continues, giving voice to his deepest fears and feelings. He says, quote, But I know that, but I know what I would lose. I knew what I would lose, he said. Once you understood my music, now you look at me as though you do not know me at all, as though you never
1: loved me. Fucking somebody hold me. (sighs) Right? Where's Tony Danza when you need him? <laughs> you yeah. have to sing and <laughs> Hold me closer, Tony
2: Danza. <laughs> One hundred percent, what he says, and I don't care what anybody else says. <laughs> Those are the lyrics.
1: <laughs> it's weird that he gets it wrong every time. I know, <laughs> so awkward,
2: right? A dancer.
0: <laughs> so Tessa shares my sentiment because she gets out of bed to go to gym, um, but that coma isn't quite so easy to shake, um, and she nearly faints. Jem, of course, catches her with his super-fast, silent bro-ham skills. Uh, And honestly, I'm thankful for the break from all the feelings talk. Like, I needed a second. (laughs) And Tessa notes the differences in him, like, as he's, like, holding her. Uh, He's not as skinny, but he also doesn't feel warm. So, like, a Twilight vampire? I'm not sure. Mm
3: -hmm, mm -hmm,
0: Uh, But his heart still beats, right? So... So he's not. A so
1: he's not a twilight vampire. <laughs>
2: okay. He's also not made of glitter. It sounds like. No. So there's probably that. I too.
1: mean, she wouldn't be able to tell because he's inside, right. not in the sun. That's
2: true.
0: And it's London. That's it's a good very point. dreary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he doesn't smell like he Sad. used to, mostly because he smelled of like his drugs before. Um, but you know, details, whatever. That's what I thought too. <laughs> yeah. Like he doesn't smell like the brown sugar bitch. It's like it's like your boyfriend quits smoking and you're like, he doesn't smell like cigarettes anymore. <laughs> like what <laughs> Yeah. Oh. oh my god. So Jem's demeanor cracks and he allows like himself to embrace to like really embrace tessa and he like buries his head in her neck and like holds her for the first time like since this whole like he's like giving into his emotion for the first time since
2: this whole scene started i feel like he has to in order to like actually let this yeah like say goodbye
0: yeah Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh and she sinks into him, letting herself relish in the moment. And he feels the same, but he looks different. Like, he feels like he used to, except, like, maybe a little bulkier. Like, not as pointy bonesies. Um, uh uh-huh. Into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into it both ways. I don't care.
1: <laughs> okay, and can I just take a moment? Wait, yeah. no. I need to clear the record here. Yes. Okay. We got a direct message from somebody about talking about a certain character playing another character in a movie, Jamie Campbell Bauer. Oh, yes. If something, and I was, that was not me. Okay. That was not me. That was Kristen that was like, yes, you should play that person. Of
2: course, it was Kristen. Everybody knows that we're clear in the air. That was not me. (laughs) Listen,
1: because I would be. Devastated. I know. Devastated. I know because that
0: character is your favorite.
1: Yeah. Devastated. I know.
0: We'll talk about it when we get there. I'm very excited. Yeah. I just. Amanda is like so close. So close. I know.
2: That's. Never mind.
0: <laughs> so. They're having this moment where they're just, like, embracing each other and, like, their souls. It's, like, it's one of those soul hugs where you can, like, feel your essence and the other person's essence mingling. Like, it's that hard of a hug. Yeah. And then she fucks it all up by saying shit out loud that she shouldn't be saying out loud. Okay. Because she's, like, you're so different. You look so different. What part of, like, he became immortal, do you not understand? Like, I can't. I can't. How many books have you read, Tessa?
2: He literally said he was afraid to come and see you because of the way he looks, and all you can do is tell him how he looks.
1: Get over <laughs> yourself. like, do these robes make me look fat? And she's like, absolutely. <laughs>
2: <Right>? <laughs> Meanwhile,
0: she hasn't brushed her teeth in a week. Her hair is fucking crazy. Like, <laughs> girl... He's, He's like, not, you're not looking your so great
2: either, bitch. Like, okay, listen.
0: Can I just real quick time out sidebar? This is before another sidebar that I have already pre-planned, um, so I apologize in <laughs> advance. But I feel like this is—I don't know. It doesn't feel re- maybe it's realistic for a teenager. I don't know. I just feel like women are much less obsessed with
2: looks, like like I don't give a fuck like you're still the same person yep Uh uh-huh you know what I mean like I agree if she really loves him which I think it's pretty clear she does yeah I I just don't feel like she would say those things right it
0: just doesn't
1: make any sense like I don't (sighs) um I I broke down a lot of stuff in my chapter Mm -hmm. and I don't want to like or my section I don't want to like go over it too much Mm -hmm. in detail but I was basically, when I was reading it, I was like, I feel like I have the sadder part of the book Mm -hmm. out of this chapter Mm -hmm. or whatever. Uh And um, I'll talk about that or why or whatever, but listening to you go through this gives me voice to why I didn't like this. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you. Cause I was like, I just don't something in this is not sitting right with me and I don't like it. Yeah. But I was trying to do it so quickly mm-hmm. that I like mm-hmm. I couldn't really put my finger on what about it that I was just like, eh, I'm not so I appreciate yeah. you. Cause this is this is you're giving voice to what I was my stomach was not into, basically.
0: <laughs> I like it. I like it. So yeah, so she says this out loud and it completely snaps Jem out of the spell, this moment that they're sharing, because she just opens her big fat mouth and says something dumb. And so he extricates himself. Like, he pushes mm-hmm. her away, has her by her shoulders, like, helps her go sit down. He's like, we're not doing this anymore. Like, I have to, like, maintain my composure now because you're breaking my goddamn heart. Mm-hmm. And this moment right here is what broke me. Like, the fact that... We don't need to be in Jem's point of view to know what he's thinking and it hurts my feelings. <laughs> like Yep. Like you know that he was like,
2: Yep. Fears confirmed. Noted. Yep. I she's gonna go be with my best friend, yep. which I know is best for both of them, but I can't be there. I look different. I'm like a freaking alien now. Yep. Like it's very sad. It's fucking <laughs> heartbreaking.
1: Well, and I'm assuming, okay, I just want you two to know Mm -hmm. that if I was on my deathbed Mm -hmm. and I came back as an immortal being, I would expect you to be happy that I was alive instead of dead. Yes. And it doesn't sound like that's happening.
0: Well, because every time she says it, she backs it up with, but you're so different. Like, what the fuck?
1: Uh I love you, but.
2: Yes. You did a great job, but yeah. Um, why is that? Why is
1: that the status of do? No, thank you. By the way, in the office Same. setting or whatever it is, mm-hmm. like you compliment and then correct. Don't do that. No, that is condescending. Yes. Don't do that to me. Yes. Sorry. Same. God. Ugh. Okay.
0: So they continue their conversation about Gem becoming a silent brother and we get the deets, right? So the Yin Fen made things harder, but it didn't prevent him from making the transition to silent brother um, and taking mm-hmm. on the the main runes that are on his cheeks. However, the drug isn't completely out of his system. So the, there will be some runes, like the most powerful ones that the silent brothers use, that he'll never be able to bear. Um, therefore, he'll never fully be one of them. Um we also get an answer for our question that we had last week. Um, his body it was like arrested in the state it was when he was first marked. So okay, that's why like the infant is the small amount of infant that was still in his system is just still in his system. It's just dormant,
2: I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Interesting. He's storing it for later. So you'll yeah. be an
1: eighty-year-old silent brother. Yeah.
2: So, but, gotcha. but
0: he also, like, is he says it'll take him longer to, like, train and, like, do all the things that they can do. So, I think, like, even if you were old when you, trans- like, you would still be able, like, the runes would still give you the strength to do all the things that they had to do. But, like, maybe you're not, like, fully.
2: Mm-hmm. He said something like reading minds and stuff, I think, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's not going to be as easy for him or yeah. something like that. So
1: well and some of that's probably not having access to that same library of runes to be able to give him the tools Mm -hmm. to do that stuff
0: yeah okay and so then she Tessa asks she's like so they're not gonna like sew your or cut out your eyes and sew your mouth shut or like and he's like I I don't know I can't answer those questions because I don't know like I'm gonna change certainly during this time but like I've given myself over to them completely. Like it's not up to me anymore. I've I've really relinqu- relinquished all of my control over my life. Like his future is right. no longer his, the way hers is hers. And as a silent brother, he can't marry or have a paramour tie. He has to go live in this creepy underground city with a bunch of like old dudes without eyes and he can't play music. Like it's the worst. It's literally describe. He describes it as like a prison. Like it's yeah the word. All the only benefit he's gaining is that he's not gonna die. Uh huh. And like I mean, he's trying to exp- like express this to Tessa. And I I feel like if Tessa fully comprehended her own situation in this moment and the fact that like she <sighs> is immortal. And mm-hmm, they've mm-hmm. been telling her, but I don't think it's like sunk in yet, you know? Uh huh. Like, I-, I feel like she might view this interaction differently if that had kind of settled into her. Cause like Uh-huh. A hundred percent Jem knows that. And that's why he's doing oh, yeah. this. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. of course. It's it's but she's not seeing it. And like so she can't really recognize what kind of a sacrifice he is making just to make sure that he is in a world that she's in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's heartbreaking.
2: It's fucking heartbreaking. Yeah, he he's of literally going to him. sit in the dark yes. in a cold, like you said, underground creepy city. Well, as we, we don't, at this moment in the literature,
1: we don't know if he's going to keep his eyes or not. Right. And so, if he keeps his eyes, I'm going to assume he will see normally. Mm-hmm. And so, he's literally going to be sitting in the dark. Like I guess they have witch lights and stuff, but like, I feel like I don't have I don't know if we ever get in a point of view of a like fully fledged like brother Enoch, mm-hmm. let's say. Yeah. And I'm sure they see the world differently because they have to be able to because they have to walk, yeah, you yep. know, and know where stuff and they is have to and
2: diagnose things and things like that. And, you yeah. know, and
1: he might not ever be able to have that like plus on it. Mm-hmm. So you know, he's really could potentially be hindering himself. He doesn't know because we don't know if he's able to take the rune that happens to give your vision to be like that.
2: Right. Mm, Right. Yeah. It's, it's
0: awful, (laughs) but Tessa knows that there's something more. So she just keeps picking at the scab and she's like, "Jem, you look like you feel guilty, but like, I don't know why. So are you guys ready for me to read this part? Yes. I think so. (sighs) <sighs> Boy, He closed his eyes. This is why I did not want to come, but I am not angry. I did not think you would be angry. Jem burst out and it was like ice cracking across a frozen waterfall, freeing a torrent we were engaged tessa a proposal an offer of marriage is a promise a promise to love and care for someone always i did not mean to break mine to you but it was that or die i wanted to wait to be married to you and to live with you for years but that wasn't possible i was dying too fast i would have given it up all of it up to be married to you for a day a day that would never have come you are a reminder, a reminder of everything I am losing, the life I will not have. To give up your life for one day of marriage, it would have not it would not have been worth it, Tessa said. <sighs> to him, it would have like that's the that's the part that like, and I think for Jem in this moment, it makes it so clear that she doesn't love him the way he loves her.
2: Uh-huh. I would hope so. Because, yeah. like, well, and while
0: I think Sorry. she loves her, she loves him, it's not the same. Like, it's not this fully encompassing, self-sacrificing love that, like, I think, I don't know that he expected. Because I don't think he ever expected yeah. her to love him the way he loves her. But it's just, like, a reminder that, like, he made this giant sacrifice with the intention of just, like, needing to not let go of her in that way like to have something (sighs) it's just yikes not that she didn't sacrifice herself in in the same way of like she was willing to go to the magister i mean she didn't end up doing it that way but she Mm -hmm. was willing Uh to do it but like that was also something she said when she was you know, comfy in the Institute.
2: Right. right. Right.
0: That it was a sentiment that it wasn't, she didn't follow through with it, obviously, but mm-hmm. not that they would have let her, but it's also of like it, it's one step removed, right? Like it's not as
1: mm-hmm. real. Well, and
2: real. Yeah. She
1: has a, she has something to fall back on. Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Someone. Something. Yes, someone. To, mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. The best way to get over someone is to get under someone. Is what someone once told me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think that's what she's done.
0: Oh, she definitely has. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tessa's conscious rears up its ugly ass head and reminds her that she fucked up big time. <laughs> but instead of yep. keeping that shit locked the fuck up and letting it fester. She thinks this is a swell time to, like, unburden herself. And she's like, I really need to talk to you. No. No.
2: Dude, we're all screaming no right yeah. now. Yeah. So I'm going to start off with a quote. And Tessa says, it's about Will. About Will and me. Stop. He might not be able to like, read minds, feel, but he, yeah, he might. He obviously also ain't no dummy, Mm-mm. so he can sense what's going on. Anytime somebody's like, "I have to tell you something. It's not good," Mm-mm. and um, we just need to stop you right there, okay? Uh-huh. And so he does. He cuts her off, and he's like, "Yeah, I know he loves you. Shh. Way to rub it in. Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like. Oh, <laughs> you were talking about me with Will. He didn't even tell me that. Like, I didn't know you guys like talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> what did you
1: say? Do you like my hair?
2: Jesus. <laughs> <sighs> okay. And she tries to go on and sorry, I did talk to text on this. So there's no punctuation. <laughs> this is rambling. So I'm having a hard time understanding myself. She goes on to tell him, like, I don't want to keep a secret from you anymore. And he just completely stops her, of course. And he's like, he asks her, do you love me? And, of course, she does. So she tells him how in love with him she was. Um, but also that she loves, like, sh- she is in love with him. I think she says still, like, I did love you and I still love you. But I also love Will. And I can't explain it. But I love both of you, like, basically, like, with my whole heart. And he's like, then say no more. I don't want you to put images in my head. I'm going to be alone a long time. And I don't want to be thinking about that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> As we just established, he's going to be in the dark. And he wants to think about you, not you with his bestie. Dude. So, yeah. He's like, Will is basically me anyway. So I hope you guys get to love each other and I need you to be there for him because this whole like silent brother business is going to be a struggle for him. So don't tell me your secrets. Just be there for each other. That's <gasps> just so, so big of him. It is. It like <laughs> It is, but
0: also like, Tessa, what the fuck
2: are you doing? Exactly. So it takes him saying that. For her to realize that some secrets are better left unsaid.
1: Like they're uh, better left to be burdened by the person that has them. Yes. Exactly.
2: Yep. Yes. You get to keep a little bit of this shit to yourself and make him feel a little bit less bad. Okay. PSA. Okay. If you're breaking up with somebody
0: and the relationship is over, you don't need to tell them that you cheated on them. That's for you, not for them. Like, yep. all you're gonna you're do is hurt them. Feel better. You're just trying to make yourself feel better. So, fucking live with it.
2: Yep. Sorry, there's something in my eye. Yeah, so she decides to go um, with telling him that she doesn't know how she's gonna go on without him. Like, I'm just gonna move on this conversation, finally. I don't know how I'm gonna go on without you, blah, blah, blah. And he agrees saying that he doesn't want to leave her either but if he stays he will die and i'm like i know like stop beating a dead horse we've talked about it we know that you would die like he just keeps repeating that throughout this and i'm just like we get it like i'm sad it's sad but dude we know
1: i think because he's waiting for a reaction from her that he's not <gasps> okay. getting uh-huh
2: okay that's fair or to it's remind like himself fair. that like my own this was this my was only, only right option decision. like i have to accept yeah. this that makes sense well
0: because Jem has been so like as a character he's been such a rock mm-hmm. every situation he takes in stride like he doesn't let anything get to him and this this is like the biggest most horrible sacrifice he's sacrificing every
2: single thing he loves <sighs> Absolutely. just it's worse than prison
3: yeah mm-hmm
2: it's awful. Yeah, I don't know. He just, he sounds like me when there's some really juicy cheeseney and I just can't stop thinking about it. So I just keep bringing it up. And my husband's like, I know you you said that, basically. Like, stop talking about it. I don't know why you keep telling me the same thing. And I'm like, because I just can't stop thinking about it. That's <laughs> <Yep>. that's him. <laughs> so um, she tells him that, like, duh, he has to go be a silent brother. Like, you can't just die, obviously. This was the best decision. And, um, she pulls a will and she tells him that, um, if he doesn't go, then she's going to tell him that she hates him to basically like force him into leaving sort of thing. So annoying. Like he was really not going to go just because he said that it was just, it was odd. This is childish is what it was. It was very just, I don't know. So she's like, I want you to live even if I don't get to see you. And he's like, Oh you'll see me all right i have to go to silent brother academy (laughs) and distance myself from you basically (laughs) but when i get back things will all probably things will i will everything will probably be pretty different and i will not be Kristen's, i mean tessa's gem anymore oh he'll always be my gem (laughs) <laughs> you will always be
1: my gem,
3: oh, my baby.
0: Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. He reminds her of um, when the Silent Brothers typically call upon, uh, when the Shadow Hunters call upon Shadow. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. Shadow Hunters ask the silent brothers to like come hang out during like first rituals and parabro tie weddings that's what i'm going to call them <laughs> when someone is dying when children are born you know big events silent brothers can't just show up and put their feet up on the ottoman and ask for a coke like, they have to be summoned <laughs> there needs to be a reason for them to be there so charlotte obviously can't just like start summoning him all the time to come hang out at the institute so you, she'll see him, but it'll be in, like, an official capacity, basically. Right.
1: Not like I need a liter of cola. It's for a cop. <laughs> yeah, liter <leader>
2: cola. <laughs> yeah. It's for a cop. <laughs> 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 oh, so eventually they agree to meet, which obviously this is all his idea because he's so fucking thoughtful. They agreed to meet every year on Blackfriars Bridge, which is where he first realized that he had fallen in love with her. And it's got to be their little secret, um, and it might only be for like an hour or so once a year, but Tessa's down. She's like, any chance I can get to see you, let's do it. That sounds fucking romantic as hell. Finally. Into Acting it. like. Yes. <laughs>
1: Did it give either one of you guys anxiety that they didn't like solidify dates? Or yes, anything?
2: absolutely.
1: Like we'll go on the twenty third of October every year, right? Like I need At to know
2: or something. I need yes. to know
1: the time and the place because how the hell else are you gonna know the time and the place? Yes, they probably 100%. had that conversation when we weren't on the page, but I still want to know. Fair. Are
2: you mo- who's moving? Shit, not me.
1: Uh, it might have been me. No, Is what it
2: you? I don't know. It was like going up and down. Yeah. Oh, Mine it still, still is. is. Why? That's weird. Do you see that? Uh huh. Is it you? Wait, it might be my cat. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's her cat. Of course, it's Magnus. <laughs>
3: Oh. My oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm not that cutting that out. That was Magnus oh no. the
2: cat. That was great. Interrupting. Magnus had to insert himself into this chapter yeah. in some way. Yeah. He needed the comic relief. <laughs> Uh, okay so they agree to meet. they don't establish a time just like in the movies it's ridiculous like yeah let's go to dinner tonight okay bye stupid I agree (laughs) so then it's over he just like leaves he's like okay bye which to me I know that we have been recording this here podcast for about 50 minutes now but that was not an hour I feel like that probably all took place in like 10 15 maybe 20 yeah. minutes you get an hour and he was so irritated that you couldn't just love him that he was just like all right i'm gonna go hang out with will
1: <laughs> 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 willie you're a real drag
2: yeah you're a bummer
0: like use your
2: hour exactly because i'm sure that he could take five minutes to go say bye to will also, you could have, he's like, laid in bed and cuddled. He's got the strength now.
0: I know. Like He's got a little bit of muscle tone He's going tone to now. prison. Give him his last conjugal. Like, Jesus. Conjugal visit. <laughs> I mean, I know it, it's awkward now because there was a thing with Will. But,
2: you know. Well, he's different now, so Whatever. I roll. I roll. You okay. think that would let Kristen stop her? Mm-mm. <laughs> uh, no. No, I do not.
1: You're like, I love you more than she does. I know.
2: <laughs> Come to me. <sighs> okay. So we're gonna go to Will and he's in the training room trying to distract himself because he knows that Jem is in with Tessa. Because, like, he's like, yeah, I'm the one that asked Charlotte to arrange this. But now that it's happening, I don't like it. It huh? feels icky. It's not my favorite. <laughs> so if I were him, I'd be, like, standing by the door of the Institute waiting for him so I could give him a big squeeze. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I think feel like I'd be waiting for him not hiding. But obviously, Jem knows him very well because he's, like, Will's throwing knives and it's reminding him of... Jem in the training room and blah 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 and like because Jem helped him learn how to throw knives when he first got there and so then he glances at the fire and he's reminded of a time when he was teaching Jem a card game while they were sitting by the fire and this is all very romantic by the way <laughs> this is what tessa should have been doing right but anyway yeah and he remembers that while they were sitting by the fire playing this card game, he Jem wins. And so Will throws a fit and throws the cards into the fire. And then Jem, like, laughs it off and is like, ha, 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 you're not going to win that way. And I'm just like, bro, that was fucking annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just threw a huge toddler fit. Well, and he
1: said, it said he had to steal the cards. Yeah. Like, so you went through <laughs> all put that effort to get them.
2: Ridiculous. So dumb. But he's remembering it and how funny Jem is and all of that good stuff. And um, now his mind goes to, like, the now, basically. And he thinks of seeing Jem at the Battle of Kadar Idris, realizing that it had been their last battle. He's like, I didn't appreciate that it was our last battle in the middle of the battle. And I'm like, I feel like it would be difficult to appreciate anything when you're in the middle of a battle. So... But I get it. Like, when you're in the middle of anything, like, I can't believe this is the last time I put my baby to bed. I wish I remembered it. Yeah, but it probably fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. They probably <laughs> were like an alligator. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> oh. Yeah. So, anyway, he looks up from, like, he was throwing the knives, whatever, and he looks up from <gasps> grabbing one. And is startled because Jem is standing there. <laughs> he has you has silent brother oh. status, man. He is quiet. Will used to be able to sense Jem when he was coming up on him. But this time he didn't. And sadly, it's a harsh reminder that their parabro tie bond is broken. Hmm. And I would have laughed and been like, oh, fuck, you scared me so bad. <laughs> but then I had to be like, yeah, that's really fucking sad. <laughs> what a bummer. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um Will is surprised that um Jem would come see him sorry I didn't know what the fuck I was trying to say there but it makes complete sense anyway Will's surprised that Jem would take the time to come and see him like he thought he was just there for Tessa I guess I don't know And he's like but you're here to see Tessa like what are you doing up here <laughs> And Jim was like, bro, you don't think I saved some time for you? That bitch doesn't even care about. me. No. Clearly. <laughs> okay, listen. You actually wrote, Will
1: surprised that Jim would come see him, dumb. And so, but I feel like that was you, like actually, because you're talking to text. like that is that was a legitimate reaction. Yeah. Dumb.
2: That's dumb. Yeah. Obviously I went in and not all of it was talk to text, but I think this was and I went in and did punctuation because I was like this is gonna be confusing, clearly. <laughs> <sighs> I feel like talk talk to text should put punctuation in there, by the way. You have to say like, it. Yeah, you can. It's dumb. It's stupid. Can't can't you like um what is that thing that Google has that fixes your Grammarly? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can't you grammarly my talk to text? Anyway. <laughs> The red lines underneath. Uh huh. So, anyway, Will wasn't sure that Jem would come to see him because Jem had left right after the battle without even a high five. <laughs> Didn't even do their special handshake. And Jem was like, Bro, how do I say bye bye to you? And Will suggests, like, the shadow hunter way. And I can't obviously say this the ave, aque, okay, Vale, mm-hmm. whatever. Their farewell. Mm -hmm. But Jem points out that those words are for death and recites the poem, because apparently there's a poem in Latin that some dude said over his brother's grave. (laughs) It's really sweet. (laughs) And the take from that is that Will is surprised that Jem had memorized the poem because music wasn't, was typically his thing, not words. But he's like, he's saying it. And as it comes out, he's like, oh, and he catches himself. He's like, ah, Damn. I guess being a silent brother would change that. My bad. Awkward. Why are y'all stepping in the shit? I know. I feel like he's probably just... Gem is probably like, here we go again. These motherfuckers. You know. Round two. Yeah. Fight. So... <laughs> Will starts acting awkward, at least in my opinion, because he just put his foot in his mouth, I think. And um, he's like, oh, by the way, your violin's in the music room. Want to go grab it so you can take it with you? But no. <laughs> Jem's like, I can't take it with me, bro. So I left it here for some other Shadow hunter to enjoy it later. And Will's like, oh, I see how it is. You didn't leave it for me, huh? And Jem is like, well, it would be pretty rad if you would, like, take it and care for it. But, like, I also left you my yin box in your room. <laughs> So, you can at least have that. And Will's like, um, that's kind of an odd and cruel gift, my brother. Like, why would you give me that? Um, Jem reminds him, it wasn't always used for drugs. So, <laughs> there is a little bit of meaning behind the box. Which, it seems interesting that he used it for drugs because it was his mother's. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That just... Eh. So... I'm going to read what he describes about the box because I can't paraphrase that shit. (sighs) So, excuse my pronunciation. Quan Yin is the goddess depicted on the front. It is said that when she died and reached the gates of paradise, she paused and heard the cries of anguish from the human world below and could not leave it. She remained to give aid to mortals when they cannot aid themselves. She is the comfort of all suffering hearts.
0: Fucking smack me upside the head with that metaphor.
2: No.
1: <laughs> it's sad to think, basically, like Jem received comfort from that when his mother died. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. now he's using it to comfort Will because he's leaving. It's just like. Ugh.
2: I know. Yeah. But also, like, this. it's been
0: a hot minute right, since they've been back from Uh a 100% Will has been sleeping in Jem's bed. Like, headcanon, I believe it. Like, 100%, he's like, I want to still smell him. Like, he is in love with Jem. Like, I know that, like, we don't. Yeah. Like, but all, for all intents and purposes, like, he's in
1: love with Jem. Well... (laughs) There's this act ec- like a path. I, I think it might have been at the beginning of your section, Amanda. Where it was
2: in mine. Yeah.
1: He's basically like he was in the training room because his he didn't want to go into Jim's bedroom anymore. Oh. Because all of his stuff mm-hmm. was gone and now it was just an empty room. And how-, how dare they forget about Jim? It's like not his anymore. And so he's in the training and, room because yeah, I agree with he you. Church
2: yeah. won't even sleep in there. Uh-huh. anymore Because it's just not even. He sleeps outside the door, which is fucking <laughs> it's devastating. Uh huh. But he won't the animals go in are there. Amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. But so I agree with you, though, because it's like, how would he have not noticed the yin fan box in his room? So maybe he is. So, you know, I don't imagine his room is ginormous that he wouldn't notice something like that unless unless it's like he went through something traumatic and he's distracted. Right. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, there's that. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. so as sweet and thoughtful as this gift really is, Will is fucking pissed. And he's like, okay, but, like, a box isn't going to comfort me, and neither will your pretty little words that you're about to use to try to make me feel better about this. I need you, my pair of bro tie. I need you more th- now than I ever did before. And Jem moves across the room and, like, looks out the window like he's in a music video. just, <laughs> like, pulls back the curtains, and he's just, Ugh, You don't need me, is what he tells him. <laughs> but Will disagrees. Jem always saw the good in Will and made him feel better about himself. So Will's like, who's going to see me like that now? And to me, I'm like, obviously things have changed in your life. You are obviously not going to treat people like shit anymore because you don't have to, literally. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. So people are going to see you for the good person that you are. So, like, you've got that going for you. Mm. So hopefully someone will see you, the real you. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs)
1: oh dang it i ripped my headphone out of my ear okay (coughs) will finds jim's broken parabatai rune and my broken heart okay Mm -hmm.
3: that's
1: what he does he like looks at it and it's also withered like scarred or whatever and when jim speaks it's with a hint of his old voice and it's super sad and emotional and what Jim says to him is, of course, the icing on this cake of sorrow. And he tells Will that he has to have faith and, like, be his own mirror. Like, Ugh. you need to be yourself. Okay. And this is what I wrote for my thing because I knew I was going to anyway. I need a minute here in this part of my life. And I had a really hard time with this chapter. Like, emotionally, I was crying mm-hmm. to myself. And I think it's, um, like, it's a reread obviously and I knew from the beginning that Jim was gonna die quote die and um this time the part of the book just hit differently because like the first time I read it I was just happy that he was actually alive
2: Yeah. yeah and I
1: didn't like delve too much into this part and um it wasn't as sad as it is now and also I am older I have uh built built longer and stronger relationships with people like you went like kristen and i have like we've been friends literally for 25 years it wasn't like we weren't friends then but um it's just not knowing what those relationships would mean as the years go on and like what people do for you and like this is just like super hard okay this is worse this is worse than tessa this is worse okay Uh
2: uh-huh yep spend your hour with will yeah Yeah, exactly yeah
1: (sighs) Yeah, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Okay. I'm getting misty now. Yeah, I... I I know. I know. Stop. Stop. Hammer on. Hammer time. Okay. (laughs) Will tells Jim that he isn't sure he's going to be able to do that. And since when he first came to the Institute to hunt shadows, Jim was there shortly after. And he doesn't even know how or what it means to be a shadow hunter without him. Like, I don't know how to do this without you. And Jim makes his way closer to Will and he, as in Will... Uh, thinks about how he has never been this close to a silent brother before and it seems like a real bummer okay <laughs> <laughs> they have itchy clothes and their skin's cold which in turns makes me think that like he's always cold uh-huh. and as much as I despise when the weather outside goes over like 75 it's definitely not a testament on how I like to live my life I just love <laughs> slippers cardigans blankets and knit hats okay yes I want the cold weather, but I still want to be warm. I don't want to be cold all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just decide. I'm trying to break up the sorrow. Okay. Yes. So Jim lifts Will's chin up, which is totally you. You nailed it. They're in love with each yes. other. Yes. That is a total girlfriend thing.
2: I feel like he used two fingers. Too. Uh-huh. That is not. Yeah. He's like, Look yeah. at me, baby girl. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Look me in the eyes and tell me you don't love me. Okay,
2: anyway. I was reading this part, like, for my reread, and I was like, Kristen's getting her dream. (laughs) Yep. Literally. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, Jim lifts Will's chin up to look at him. And there is an aching in his bones that this might be the last time um, his Jim would ever touch him. And he flashes back to a bunch of stuff that they used to do together. Like, (laughs) like... (laughs) these dreams (laughs) and jim says that he's leaving like i'm going to leave you now but like also remember i am alive and he's going to be the wind beneath his wings okay that's what he says to him or actually (laughs) quote okay this is the actual quote when you fight now i will be still by you when you walk in the world i will be the light at your side the ground steady under your feet the force that drives the sword in your hand We are bound beyond the oath. The marks did not change that. The oath did not change that. It merely gave words to something that already existed. Because they're twin flames. They are. (laughs) They are twin flames. Okay. If you didn't know, you know. Mm. And I feel like this entire chapter, I was screaming in my head at Will and Tessa for being selfish and self-absorbed and just like, do you not understand? Like, this is hard for you. Mm -hmm. But also it is hard for him. I had a doctor had to tell me devastating news. It was awful. And in the moment, I was just like, I feel really bad for this person for having to tell me that. And I had a moment of empathy for a stranger that I don't know. Mm -hmm. And this Mm -hmm. is supposedly your fiance and your best friend and you are so fucking Mm self-absorbed. But I feel like this passage this statement from jim gives will the sense of like clarity or calm that he needs to be able to look outward from himself and realize like what's happening and like this also like all this shit isn't just going to be affecting him jim is going to also suffer a great loss like Mm -hmm. he needed it to slap him out of it and he's like yeah the shit has ended the self-absorbedness has ended like he needed that and jim's going to like Sorry, I'm worked up, obviously. He's like, We're parapertized and I don't want you to go into the silent city alone. I don't want you have to do this without mm-hmm. me. And like he's finally able to like anyway. Jim is like pretty blunt with his answer back. And he tells Will that he has no choice. Like I, I had to do this. But he wants Will to live his life and be happy, get married, love and be loved. And if that means with Tessa. Then, like, don't let the memory of me keep you separated. And he tells Will about the plans for Blackfriars Bridge and follows up by, like, telling him he and Tessa, like, you and Tessa are going to need to form your own bond. You're going to have to work on that and do that together.
2: I didn't read that part. I must have somehow skipped over that. I didn't realize he told Will the plan to meet.
1: Uh huh. He did. But he's like, this okay. is this is has to be a secret, super secret, hush club. Club,
0: yeah. I I think I like glazed over that part too. Cause I really okay. did think this whole time it was just Tessa like not saying anything to Will and just
1: I did too. Well, and even that, okay, even that is a sense of Jim unburdening burdening Tessa from that secret. Like yeah. he knows. Yep. That they're going to end up together. And he doesn't want Tessa to have to keep a secret from Will.
2: And he's thinking that far forward Mm -hmm. for them. Because they're not able to do that shit by themselves. Well, Uh because he knows. He knows they're going to end up together. Yeah.
0: Yep. How fucking awful.
1: I know. I know. (sighs) I'm done. So Will says. (laughs) Like good you're right excellent but like what if she doesn't want to marry me and jim tells him that like that parts up to you will like i can't yeah. you know the simple like conversation between them felt natural or whatever and it pulls will into another flashback about from when they were kids running loose on london them growing up at the institute together and it ends with him um saying like internally in his head that hail and farewell that you were saying amanda and um, reflecting on what that means, like, and he um, is just, like, I, I couldn't remember why, like, it never got to me why it's, like, a greeting and a goodbye and the same, like, hail and farewell. It's like
2: aloha. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. And another quote, because you literally can't. He says in his head, every meeting led to a parting, and so it would as long as life was mortal. In every meeting, there was some of the sorrow of parting, but in every parting, there was some of the joy of meeting as well. He would not forget the joy. Hmm. No. And that's it. It's all I read because I couldn't stop. Okay, anyway, Jim tells Will that the Nephilim spoke of how to say goodbye when Jonathan said bye to David. And if I'm remembering correctly, Jonathan's shadow hunter and David were the first parabro ties. I think you're right. And yeah. David went on to form the silent brothers and they did not see each other again, but they never forgot one another. So as Jim lives on his brother Zachariah, and when he no longer will see the world with his human eyes, he will still be able to see Will with the eyes of his heart. Fuck.
0: Their love story is more beautiful than any other YA love story. So much more.
2: <laughs> yeah. I started getting in my head, like, can you imagine coming up with the idea or like pitching the idea of silent brothers? Yeah, and we'll just like x their eyes out, and like they will just talk in your mind, right? It'll just be super cool. They were just but really high. With the yeah, <laughs> they were on Well, bro! Or what if you could
1: see colors? <laughs>
2: Yeah, but then you go and you're like with the eyes of his heart. And I'm like, oh, fuck. You got me. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> um,
1: sorry. Uh, Will replies to Jim in Mandarin, which according to Google Translate means um, we are life and death. That's what Google could be wrong. I translated it wrong, but that's what I got him up with. And then closes by saying, go in peace, James Carstairs they have a moment I don't know when they look. My
2: wor- last words would be to you guys, but
1: it would not be that. Yeah. I think it's fitting for what they both it, I need. Think so, but
2: mine probably would be like, bye Felicia or something. <laughs>
1: yeah. Bye. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah. Um, they have a moment where they look at each other in silence and then Jim pulls the hood up of his silent brother robes and Turned to the door. And Will closed his eyes, not wanting to see the moment where he would be gone and Will would be alone. And then he says, Sorry, I pulled the microphone away from my face. (laughs) Um, And then it says in the thing, When the place where his parabotai room, it doesn't say parabotai, but that's what I did, (laughs) flared with sudden pain when the door closed, he told himself that it was a stray ember from the fire. Fuck. Dude. That is the last part of this sad, sad, sadness from this chapter. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I lied. There's a little bit more of the sadness. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so Will sinks down to the floor and he's against the wall, like slumped against the wall, listening to the carriage drive away and the gate shut. And, of course, it's hammering in we are dust and shadows as it closes like that's what's on the gate that's what he's hearing and charlotte came in and will fights back the urge to remember like he starts to remember charlotte introducing him to jim for the first time in the training room but he like tells his brain he's like no i can't do this right now like you, you you need to stop like don't
2: shake it off bro. shake it off
1: Um, But he doesn't need to hold back the memories for very long because Charlotte is bringing good news about how his idea to have Jim come to wake up Tessa worked and she's up and asking for him. So then we move on to Tessa's pov and her remembering like when Sophie had come in after Jim left and like brushed the tangles out of her hair. They were hugging and like trying not to cry and just being awesome. And Tessa's thinking about how happy she is that Jim is alive, which then act like it. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Well,
2: and after all of the stuff that he said to you, you're happy. Like, I would be sad that that's how he's going to go live his his life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I would, yeah,
0: I would be devastated. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. still happy that he's not dead. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, like, not, oh, yay. Like, everything's great. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So. Mr. Herondale comes knocking on our door. And as a reminder okay this next part we're at the end of a trilogy here so there's a lot of remembering and character arcing and like tying things up into a little bow and at this point I was very emotionally done when like my mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm over and like this was just a lot so this next part isn't very it's it's not up to my usual standards. It's not my A <laughs> plus work. <laughs> So Tessa starts to think about, like, when Will saved her from the Dark Sisters and, like, all that jazz. She's remembering. And Will's like, I'm here because Charlotte said you wanted to see me. And Tessa's like, I'm a hot mess, but it's cool because it's Will. And she puts her hands out and he takes them. And it just makes me think of, like, something a mom would do. I don't know. It I wasn't into it. And... um And they make pleasantries about how everyone is doing, and they both, like, got to talking about Jim and how, like, their minds feel better, but their heart's achy breaky. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. The brotherhood is, like, really cold and lonely, and Will's upset that Jim has to face that by himself. And Tessa's like, I know this man. Um, he wants to spare you and you want to spare him. And it's all very convoluted, but like he made this choice and like it's okay for you to grieve, but like you don't need to feel guilty about it.
0: No, he has other things to feel guilty about. Right. Right.
1: <laughs> and Will's like, you're totally right about my motherfucking conscious. Um, It's like pecking at me about someone or something else. I feel guilty about doing, if you know what I mean. (laughs) And Tessa's flashing back from the night before and thinking about like, like, okay, her last night before, like when they were doing it. Mm -hmm. And then she's thinking about how Will looked in the opium dim for whatever reason and his sense of duty. And I re- literally wrote blah, blah. <laughs> <He> just, <laughs> she's flashing back about Will. And yep. she cuts him off at the past before he can get any. Like, she doesn't want him to say what he feels guilty for. It's mm-hmm. too much. Because yeah. she feels guilty also, I'm sure. And she tells him that basically she knows, like, he's an honorable guy. And after what <laughs> happened in the mountain, he's probably thinking that he's like, obligated to propose okay Tessa is she's on a
0: roll dude
1: she needs like I know she just slept for a couple days but like she needs some food she needs like a shower before she She has
2: Snickers
1: all these conversations and will's even kind of taken aback by her forwardness but then he (laughs) realizes that no this is tracks for quote my tessa and i am not into that okay Uh -uh. i am not
2: agreed i don't like her
1: saying my gym or my tessa or whatever it sounds like i had this struggle bus conversation with whatever you can't force me it's like they're boxing them in to like I expect you to act like these ways. Yeah. And when you don't act like these ways, you're not meeting my expectations. So you're not as valid. Yeah. And I don't like it. Nope.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Because everybody's allowed to have an off day or yep. feel sick or do whatever they need to do or be. You could have great people skills and love to be around people and all this other stuff. And you just might need a break. And you're What's wrong with you? You're not like. No. Don't call me your whatever. Or
0: people are allowed to evolve and change, and they don't have to be the same thing that you, yeah, think that they are. Yep. Uh
1: Uh-huh. I feel like it's not validating for loving or being with somebody as a whole person on how that person Mm -hmm. needs to be. Yeah. I don't like it.
2: Yeah, I agree. That happened to me once somebody said something in front of me to my husband. It was like, your girl. And I was like, first of all, (laughs) I am his wife, okay? But second of all, I do not belong to him. And I, like, went on in front of all these people. And it was just, it was awkward. It is but such, it is no such an Amanda thing. And I
0: love you so much for it.
1: <laughs> Listen, the only time it is appropriate to assign a person as your whatever is when your kids are acting bad and you say your fucking kids. Yes. <laughs> just what your fucking kids did today. Okay. That is the only time that that's valid. Okay? Absolutely. <laughs> okay sorry for the tangent the tirade the gist here and this whole thing is that tessa knows that will would do something like propose because of what they did and she knows that he would probably like in her head she's like i I bet he'd probably be propose because he wanted to but regardless there's so many like high-strung emotions running around for them They've all just had this trauma that they're trying to deal with and, like, work through. And she doesn't want to have to think about adding anything else into the mix. The lid has been placed on the discussion until the healing has started. She doesn't want to talk about it. And Will agrees by saying that, um, like, you're the wise one. You're the owl. (laughs) Sorry. And um, he wants to do something to help her. Like, I want to do something. I want to be productive. I want to help you. Unless you want me to go. So she'd suggest reading to her. You could read to me and I'm sure like she'll appreciate it more than Henry. I guess yeah. you could say that. <laughs> For
0: sure. <laughs> For sure.
1: <laughs> and the way that this this chapter, the the words in it aren't written like any of the other chapters. It sounds very much like a Winnie the Pooh book to me. Like okay. And that was how Pooh what da da. So it's basically like, and that was how Will became sat in an armchair, whatever.
2: It's Yeah, I did notice that uh-huh. part. Yeah.
1: But basically, Will goes and sits in the armchair. He's reading *David Copperfield* to Tessa, which was like a book that she, it was on her, her TBR, basically. <laughs> <laughs> and That's I'm um, needing to get around to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Tessa's laying on her side on the bed, like looking at Will, staring at Will, watching Will read to her. And we're getting this from Charlotte's point of view, mm. and because she was going to come in and talk to them or whatever, so she opened the door and peeked in. She sees the scene unfolding in front of her, and her, like, mommy heart gets full because she was really afraid after how she found Will that he was going to be really upset, obviously, about about Jim and leaving and everything, and justifiably upset. But she's like, okay, well, Tessa's going to, like, soothe that ache in his heart that he needed, and, like, mm-hmm. my mama heart's full. And she's just glad that they have each other. And... That's that.
0: Like, I get it. For sure, I get it. But also, like, is anyone around here being like, could you give it
2: a week? Yep. I agree. Like. I mean. Yep. I don't know. Especially Sophie. Because obviously at the beginning of this, she had feelings for Mm Jem. So you would think that she'd be a little more protective. In that way. I mean. I don't know. Like, I get it. Like
0: it is what it is you know and everyone knows that they're they love each other and it they have this weird there's this weird like love triangle like where all the mm-hmm. love is going every way but like <laughs> right uh-huh. but like it's only romantic in certain ways you, you know what i mean right i mean so so they say <laughs> I, I still don't buy it i think i think they would have made a perfect throuble but
1: (laughs) I mean for me the thing that gets me on this is we saw like I could be reading it wrong because it's my interpretation of the text right but it's like like when I pointed out Will had this moment of clarity where he could like see apart from his feelings and how things are impacting him like the chapter before when I said like I liked how they did that with Sophie where she was like oh damn, this is going to be awful for me. But wait, mm-hmm. no. ra Rosh, mm-hmm. whatever, Charlotte.
2: Charlotte deserves it. Yeah.
1: It, we didn't get that from Tessa, I don't think.
2: No. I agree. And we
1: might have got it a little bit when she's talking to Will about Jim, mm-hmm. but not to Jim himself. And, like, I feel yeah. like her character deserved that.
0: Yeah. I feel like her character arc... And I don't know if this was necessarily intentional because she's immortal. And so like her maturity is like going to develop over time. And like that sort of like, you know what I mean? Because it's like she's not Mm -hmm. human in that way. But I feel like given her story arc, her self-development should have been greater at this point.
1: Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I agree. And I, I like Tessa as a character, mm-hmm.
0: for Me sure. Too. I feel
1: like we kind of shat on her, I guess, on this. Yeah. But I feel like she didn't get the writing that she could have had, like yes. or like you're saying, the character arc, the yeah. the maturity of it. that's yeah. still.
2: There could have been more of the interaction between them without her dogging on him the whole time, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it just it seems so silly. That, like she would get so hung up on the way he looks yeah. when, like he was literally dying, and she was like, he was super so hot and heavy for him. like
1: well, <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. I think some of that narrative in the book is because, as a reader, like to the reader, I think it's the the device on how to get you to see this will Jim has changed and he's a silent brother Yeah, and all these things are different about it's him and he's no it... longer this yeah. and it's supposed to be like for the reader benefit. I think it would have been better to have that reaction from Charlotte mm-hmm. as my son uh-huh. has changed this, you know, my, my son's done, you know, cause yeah. that's how she kind of sees Jim as. Yeah. And then to be able to have Tessa kind of her character arc really give a good close to, their relationship that had i would have liked that Mm -hmm. better
0: i agree and i think this is something we'll definitely discuss in the book wrap up but like there are very much telltale signs of like publisher getting their fingers in this to make it palatable because this love triangle is a touchy love triangles in general are touchy subjects and love triangles where no one's the bad guy even touchier subject. And there's cheating. <laughs> like, they they did cartwheels to make this palatable for people. Uh-huh. And I feel like there's a lot huh. to unpack there.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm excited.
0: But yeah. I agree with you. I think in doing so, they did not do Ch- Tessa justice.
1: Uh-huh. I feel like it ends flat for her.
0: Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Anyway, make sure that you read chapter 24, The Measure of Love, for next week's episode.
2: <sighs> We're almost done. We're almost I'm done. sad. All right. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.